So we have been talking about the clearing of tents on Hastings Street in Vancouver that is continuing as we speak. The city saying they are hoping to have that completed today, although also being mindful of the fact it could take longer than that. Hamish Ballantyne is joining us now, a community organizer with Van Du. Hamish, thank you so much for taking some time with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I know you were there earlier. Can you kind of describe what you saw unfolding with this clearing of the tents? So, um, today the Vancouver Police Department rolled up with about 100 officers um, and shut down the entire uh, kind of main strip of Hastings Street. And then they, along with uh, city engineering workers and sanitation workers, began... uh, taking down tents, regardless of people's protestations, um, and uh, impounding them or throwing them in the garbage. And one of the big questions that keeps being put to the city and to, to the mayor, to others with the city, is where people are supposed to go. Uh, do you have any idea where people are going if, or if there are even spaces for people to go? So what the city says is that people have been offered housing and will be offered shelter spaces in the event that they're decamped. Um, the housing part we all know is not true. Um, the only new units of housing that the city announced uh, in relation to this encampment um, were the 98 units announced back in the fall, and just last week the city announced that those were months behind schedule and won't be open until June. Um, as far as shelter spaces go, um, shelters are very overcrowded, and there's not enough capacity or shelter beds available for all the people that are in the encampment. As of this morning, we called around to shelters in Vancouver, to all the shelters on the 211 list, and there are only two shelter beds available. So what sense are you getting then as far as where people are going to go as their tents are taken down? Um, People who I've spoken to over the past months have said that in the event that they're decamped, they literally have no option but just to go to the next street over and camp there or to go to a park and camp there. The only thing that will change as a result of this decampment is that all the people who were camped together with some kind of community and some kind of safety, some kind of ability to keep eyes on their neighbors are now going to be blasted across Vancouver and forced to camp alone and hide, which is going to like vastly increase their risk of, of uh, the danger to their lives of camping um, and being unhoused. Yeah, you mentioned the word safety. That was also something that was talked about and certainly asked about earlier today. And the police chief talked about not only safety of officers, saying that some officers had been attacked, but that people living in the tents on East Hastings, there have been an, a large number of assaults, of attacks, and that people in those tents themselves are not safe. How do you respond to that? It just seems curious to me that... Um, if the city was concerned about the safety of people living in tents, they would choose to force them out of the only shelters available to them. Um, evidently, that's just some rhetoric. And really, the safety of people who are living in housing in the city is not the priority at all. It's just like we saw with all of the discussion about fire risk. Um, you know, this is st- still the, the justification that's given for why people are being decamped is because of the risk of their lives from fire when people are living in tents. Um, and what we see is that most of these fires happen in SROs, not in tents, and then are blamed on people living in tents. People in tents are continually scapegoated for problems that have existed in the city for a long time. But have there not been fires started and propane tanks and issues with fires in tents? 
there have been issues with fires and tents. And the thing about that is that for months, Vandu ran a program um, where we provided fire training and fire extinguishers to people who were living in tents so that they, in the event of a fire, could immediately extinguish that on site um, and keep their neighbors safe. Um, this is much faster and more effective than someone who maybe doesn't have a phone who's living in a tent trying to get in touch with the fire department who takes several minutes to arrive. When people are trained and they have fire extinguishers in their tents, they can put them out immediately. Um, lots of fires were put out this way through the fall, and then the city slashed all of the funding to that program, and now we have no way to get fire extinguishers to people or provide them with fire training. Right. I would I would think, though, that we can all agree that, that I, I get what you're saying and that having that as a as a way to respond to a fire uh, is is better than not. But it's still not ideal that people are living in a situation where their home could catch fire and they're going to have to extinguish it. Yeah. So it's just a form of harm reduction because the harm is caused by the housing crisis and the city, the province, the federal government failing to provide any adequate housing options for people that are living on house. And so as long as people are forced to live in tents, um, they might as well have a way to keep each other safe. And the city even took away that. Uh, when we see what's happening there today as well, like you said, this is going to mean uh, people will simply move a street over or find somewhere else to camp. Uh, have, have, are there scenarios where people are keeping their tents today or are the tents being removed and thrown out? Um, some people will be able to keep what they can make, what they can get on wheels. This is the language that the cops in the city use, is um, they need to be able to get everything on wheels, so on a trolley or a shopping cart, and be able to move it. So yes, if people can um, are home this morning, if they happen to be in their tent at the moment the city decides to take it away, then they might be given a chance to pack it up and move it. Um, but the reality is many people will come back to find that their tents are gone, that the homes they've relied on for months have been thrown in the garbage or impounded. And it's a very difficult process, if not impossible, to get those tents back once they've been impounded. And Hamish, I don't mean this to sound like a, like a, a very naive question, but I'm curious when you say that people aren't home, are there people that are living in that encampment, living in those tents that are, that are working, that are going to work and coming home at the end of the day? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone has to make money. So people go, like, they go and try to make some money somehow in order to afford food or they go to the bathroom, or they go to visit a friend or a family member. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's dangerous for them to leave their homes because they don't know, that if they, they don't know if when they come back, their home will still be there. Uh, how do you think this, or how do you see this playing out for the rest of the day? Um, I mean, the city has stated that they want to decamp uh, every tent on the block. And so I see... Uh, you know, roughly 140 people who are currently unhoused being made even more vulnerable and not knowing where they're going to end up. All right. And also, I, oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, um, I just hope that in the course of this decampment, the police don't choose to escalate what's already a very violent action of taking away people's homes and do more violence and arrest people um, and uh, cause more trauma. All right, Hamish, we'll have to leave it there for today. Appreciate your time, though. Thank you. Thank you.